Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Let's talk about pies. Let's talk about pies. Sugar. <laughs> Sugar. I know. It's from that beautiful butter, flower. Beautiful Sugar. musical. Waitress the musical. Sugar. Butter. Flower. With music by Sarah B. Lady Sarah B. <laughs> Lady Sarah B. God, I love her so much. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I have not seen her in concert yet, but I'm dying to. No. No, I know you are. When concerts come. Right. I had a When ticket. concerts are a thing again. You know what's funny is I had a ticket to Sarah Bareilles, right? Yeah. I had a ticket to see, or I had two, mm-hmm. right, to a concert. And it ended up being, this was years ago, and it ended up being the only time I could go to Fire Island. Oh. So I sold them, and I went to Fire Island, <laughs> which I and realized you sold, you sold along was a mistake. <laughs> mistake. <laughs> I was like, oh, Okay. Now, I had never been before. Right. And I was young and I thought like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. Right. Right. Which is, that's the problem. Right. What I'm supposed to do. I say in quotation marks. Right. Yeah. Don't live that life. Yeah. No. No. In hindsight, I wish I would have gone to that concert. But whatever. It'll make my concert experience with her amazing when it does happen. It's true. When, you know, we can have concerts again. Right. So I bring up pies because, you know, as part of our journey to Capitol Reef, we're told by someone that had listened to our podcast, they had emailed us specifically, knowing that we were taking this trip. And we were like, listen, you have to go to this pie place and get these pies. So we got these pies. I think this was after we were done hiking for the day. I'm telling the story now only because it's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Oh, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So we got these pies and we waited all day. When we, you know, got back to our hotel before dinner, we put the pies away. And and then I was like, listen, I think it would be hilarious if we film a video of you singing one of these one waitress, of this songs, waitress songs while eating these pies. While eating these pies. And we send them to this person yeah. that like recommended <laughs> that we, um, you we know, get, them. We get the pies in the first place, which... You were all for. I think we were also just delirious at this point. Totally. So it was like, yeah, let's do that. That sounds like a great idea. Now, the person had emailed us. I think it was Kelly. Was Kelly who, was the name. Right. 
and we got an email from a Kelly yep. and we'd interacted with Kelly on Instagram and right. we were like, oh great. Okay, yeah. perfect. So we filmed this video mm-hmm. and then we sent it, we sent it off to this Kelly uh, that we had talked to on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Not the same Kelly. <laughs> totally different Kelly. Totally different Kelly. They were like, thanks for this. Thanks so much we're, for this. We haven't been to Capitol Reef we're before. We're going in the fall. And I was like, <laughs> we'll definitely get what? And then we right. checked the email name right. against different. the Instagram name. Yep. Totally different Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we were like, okay, well, well, okay. Yeah. And we cackled like, oh, we cackled fully. Like crazy people because we were so delirious from it all. We were. But those pies were damn good. Oh, great recommendation. Do yourself a favor, get yourself some pies from Capitol Reef and then send a video to someone you don't know. That's right. <laughs> there you go. It's the Capitol Reef challenge. <laughs> it's the Capitol Reef. Ch- it's perfect. Right. Looking for adventure, I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done, and the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel You can open your eyes, and open your heart when you get at the National Park. At the National Park. At the National Park. Follow you, I'll follow you there. We had just finished hiking the Grand Wash Trail. We'd made it to our Airbnb in Torrey. Torrey is west of Capitol Reef National Park. Mm-hmm. Capitol Reef National Park runs north-south, essentially, mm-hmm. and Torrey is to the west. Right, Highway the, 24 kind of cuts through the park. Of the Fruta section. Mm-hmm. So we were there. We talked in our last episode about how it felt like we were the only ones there on the side of the road motel. Right. It's very... Like, if it were the middle of the night and we were pulling in, I would feel like, oh, my God, this is could be very creepy. Right. Murdery. Murdery. <laughs> right. It wasn't. It was very comfortable. We're alive. We had a great time. Right. And um, we'd stay there again. Oh, yeah, totally. It was So, great. yeah, mm-hmm. this episode is all about hiking Chimney Rock. Right, which is the last thing that we were able to do while we were in Capitol Reef. When we originally pulled in in the morning, we had spent some time talking to the rangers at the visitor center. Now, we had, we always do our own little bit of research prior to coming to a park to really see what's possible for us to hike and you know what we'd want to do. For example, when we went to Black Canyon and the Gunnison, I had done a lot of research ahead of time to see what was possible to hike. Most of that ended up being under North Rim, which was closed, unfortunately. So the rangers really do provide us with a lot of insight, not only for you know things to be aware of or be careful of in the parks, but there are people that are in the parks all the time. So they have a great amount of insight into what things to hike, what's possible, and what's doable. So this was one of the things that was definitely recommended was Chimney Rock. We kind of knew since we were staying in Torrey, Chimney Rock is kind of at that western edge of the park. It's one of like the hikes that is sort of like at the end there. 
um, and it's also a jumping off point for backcountry hiking, that that would probably be the last thing that we did, whether it was one on our exit out of the park or whether it was something that we came back to do. This is one of the parks where we were staying probably the closest, I would say. It made it very accessible for us to do this hike. And this is also where, you know, the plan was to do that other maybe hike in the morning because we were so close and we had to pass back through the park anyway. Right. We had we right. were very close. Right. This was the trail that was gonna be our end in Capitol Reef. After finding our Airbnb and like taking a moment for ourselves mm-hmm. to just like recharge. And decompress. We were like, okay, let's go get some food. And let's go to a local place. And we found this lovely little restaurant. It was on the way back into the park, basically. Right. Yeah. So there weren't a ton of restaurants. There's not like, it's not like a lively, thriving kind of like, in the way that like Zion has like a lovely, thriving town, like right there, like at the entrance. There's definitely, you know, a general store. There's definitely some hotels, motels. There's it's also not like a one horse town, though. No, either. it's not like a yeah. one horse town. But I'm saying like you could walk from one site to the next. Mm-hmm. There is definitely significant space. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. this is not like a downtown area no. is what I'm saying. Remember, Utah is all spread out, pretty spread out, you know, from what we had seen in our travels. We found this restaurant that was open. Which was hard to do because I actually think we, you know, I think we said in the last episode that we were at the visitor center late, but I just think the visitor center might have closed early on that day because I think we were trying to get to dinner at like four or five o'clock. I think we were like, let's eat real fast and then we can get on this trail. And right. we knew how long it was going to, the trail was going to be. And we're like, oh, we can do that in this time. It won't be dark by then. Right, right, right. Lies. So that we told ourselves. <laughs> lies. So. The lies we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's our other podcast. Right. <laughs> the lies we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we find this place for dinner, which was very good. I will say it was a little pricey. Yeah. But it was like kind of like after a long day, it was like well worth it. We're going to do it. it. Was, I think yeah. it was Mexican cuisine, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah. I remember it was very good. Yeah. We had a good time. We It was like a sit down yeah. restaurant yeah. with a server. If we remember what that is prior to this pandemic. Right. But yeah, we eat and we're like, all right, right from there, we head right back into the park. So Which is like again, like literally a stone's up. throw. <laughs> now we, it'll only take us like 12 minutes to drive to like the trailhead if that, for this, yeah. for this trail. So we get in the car and we head down the road. We get to the parking lot. This trail is also the start of many backcountry hikes. Right. The parking lot was pretty full. It was this sort of U-shaped parking lot, but we found a parking spot and everything was good. There's bathrooms there too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if we brought our poles with us to do Chimney Rock. We did. We had we them. We did. We mm-hmm. had them. Okay, yeah, great. we had them. And we also were like, I think it's probably time to layer up because yeah. we knew that the temperature was going to drop because yeah. also it's, you know, the desert and this, these are things that happen. So I think we both still had shorts on, but we had like top layers that we had put on in anticipation of this. And I had put in my bag, I had this beanie that had like a pop-in light yeah. that I brought with me in case it got dark. Right. So we headed off. Right. To describe the first section of this hike, I would call the first section of this hike the the flat section. It's not very long, though. <laughs> it's not very long. No, no, no. The flat section is short. From the parking lot, walk straight out, 
before it eventually starts curving to the right. Mm -hmm. And when it starts curving to the right, that is when the terrain changes. So part one is just this flat area that was sort of introductory to the landscape. Mm -hmm. Like you're walking through the desert terrain Mm -hmm. and then you start curving to the right. Right. So Chimney Rock is a three and a half mile trail loop. It doesn't start as a loop. It's almost like a balloon, basically, if you were to think about it like that. The first part that Dusty was describing and then the ascent, which is a lot of like kind of rugged switchbacky upward movement. That's like the string of the balloon. And then the loop at the top is the balloon, essentially. There's an elevation change of about 580 feet. It is a trail that is pretty popular. Um, And it literally is kind of just inside the west entrance to Capitol Reef along Highway 24. It's the best short path, apparently, in the National Park. It's relatively short and it's not too steep. Um, Which is why I think, you know, when we got there at dusk, we were very confident that it would be something that we would be able to finish before the sun was out of the sky. Foreshadowing. (laughs) Foreshadowing is... Mm -hmm probably the most appropriate word here. Mm -hmm. We did start on this like very like flattish section, but then the terrain does change pretty drastically and it's a lot craggier. It's a lot rockier. You're kind of like on these hills as you head up. Chimney Rock is actually like a feature. It is a very distinct feature that you can see and it's beautiful. And we were not that far on the trail and we get a really great glimpse of Chimney Rock. Now, it also happens to be Magic Hour. And for those of you not familiar with what Magic Hour is, it's when the light is at such an angle that basically everything, when it comes to photographing, is at its most beautiful. Let's talk about Magic Hour in the desert. Oh my god. (laughs) Magic Hour in the desert is... Like, there's nothing that compares... Nothing compares to you. I'm singing right. Sinead O'Connor's song. I get it. I understand. Um, it's, like, on my playlist all the time. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I right. just sit in my bed and cry and listen to it. Right. We hadn't really been in a situation where we were so close to a national park where we were able to see Magic Hour in the Desert. I say that with the exception of Zion. We were in Zion pretty late if, the two days that we were there, so we yeah. did get to see... But the elevation that we were at and the position we were at in Capitol Reef, you are seeing such a wide expanse. So like at Chimney Rock, as we're, you know, not far up this incline section of the trail, we are just like shutter bugs, like snapping photos and just taking everything in because it was breathtaking. There's really nothing like it. So I definitely recommend if at some point you make your way to Capitol Reef and can hike Chimney Rock and are lucky enough to do it in the twilight hours do it in the twilight hours oh most certainly right there was definitely a lot of like let's take pictures take as many pictures as we can right and then also like take a moment to just be here and not take oh yeah yeah well i think that's what we do pretty well like we get what we can and then we kind of like take the moment to appreciate um it's definitely not like snap and go by any means no no um it's more of bend and snap We never hike anything just to take photos of it. No, 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 no. We're, you know, continue our route up. We're not really seeing that many people. There are a few that do pass us on the way down as we're headed up. But we're just like kind of like gobsmacked by how beautiful everything is. Jaws like agape staring out into the beautiful desert wonder. And with that, let's take our first break. We're playing One Has to Go, something we 
play on a trail all the time. Mm-hmm. List of three, but one has to go. Right. All right. I'm giving you mine first. Great. Okay. Here you go. Fresh baked sourdough bread. Uh huh. Olive Garden breadsticks. Mm-hmm. Biscuits. Mm, one has to sourdough. go. <laughs> really? Why is that? That was easy. Because Why? biscuits are delicious, and honestly, I think they put like PCP in those Olive Garden like breadsticks because they are just buttery and you know the buttery stuff of dreams and the stuff of dreams. Right? It's true. Yeah, it's true. What about you? Oh, see, I'm really liking sourdough these days. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I really like it too. But biscuits and breadsticks, oh my! <laughs> I might have to say sourdough too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't get rid of Olive Garden breadsticks. No. No, thanks. I mean, I haven't had them in a long time. Right. But uh, biscuits are just like, you know, biscuits make me think of home. So I just don't think I could ever get rid of them. Great. So there we go. So great. Here's mine. Mine are um, sitcom side characters. Ready? Great. Kenneth the Page from 30 Rock. Gary from Veep. Or Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec. Who's Sandy Dwyer? Chris Pratt. Oh, he can go. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about it. I literally was like, wait, who's that? I thought you were going to say Andy from The Office, to which I was like, obviously him. But no, obviously Chris Pratt, too. I, so, no, I think he's so funny. And I think, you know, like that character is really funny. Mm -hmm. But Kenneth isn't going anywhere. No. Kenneth goes nowhere. And then the second one was... um. Gary from Veep. And he's going absolutely. <laughs> Wait, Gary is. Gary is played by Tony Hale. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, no, Tony Hale goes nowhere. <laughs> absolutely nowhere. Right. Right. Uh, no, but so, which is why I have to get rid of, you know, Andy Dwyer. What there about you? you? Um, yeah, that's a really, that's a tough one for me. These are, you know, three sitcoms I enjoy. I don't think you can get rid of Kenneth without like the weirdness of 30 rock and like his like long lifespan as like a weird earth angel type of person, which is such a ridiculous plot point. I might have to get rid of Gary, but I don't know. I feel like that's so hard. Blasphemy. I know because that there's so much set up with him and Selena. Essentially. I do feel like Gary's character though. The only reason I'll say Gary is because I feel like it's an elevated Buster Bluth like from Arrested Development. Like, I don't feel like Tony Hale and stretched <laughs> too far to no. do that role, which is fine. But I do feel like, you know, I enjoy Chris Pratt and his Pratt Falls. Wow. <laughs> wow. So there you go. All right. Okay. And that's one has to go. So as you make your way up what we'll call the string of the balloon, that is the shape of the Chimney Rock Trail, that's when you get that spectacular view of Chimney Rock. Right. There's this curved sort of ledge that's right there. Mm -hmm. Beyond that curve is Chimney Rock, and you can see it right there. Which juts out basically from the mesa, essentially, we're going to call it, that you're hiking on. It's a jut out, essentially, off of that. So you get a beautiful, beautiful view of it, and that is where we... We're leaving. From right here, you continue on the trail, and that brings you up to the juncture of the loop part of the trail. The balloon. 
or the balloon the part of the balloon. Of the balloon. <laughs> right, exactly. The right. base of the balloon. Right. We decided at this point that we are going to go um, counterclockwise around this loop. And that would also bring us closer to Chimney Rock faster. So we would actually get more views along the way. Although the trail itself is not as close to the ledge as you would think going out. You can still see off into the distance and see parts of Chimney Rock as you continue to hike. Now, as you're hiking up, there's still more incline here. So it's not as drastic as it was for the the tail of the balloon. But now that we're in the loop part of the balloon, we are still facing some slight incline as we're going up. But at this point, we're still in that magic hour. And there is still a lot of desert to look at around us. We've gained a lot more elevation. You can see all the way down Highway 24 further east into the park. It is just nothing but desert vastness and like rock formations and mesas and chimneys. Oh my. Yeah. I remember standing there going like, I'm like, oh, this is, this is what it's all about. Yeah. It was definitely like, that was like magic. That was truly, truly magic. And it truly just reminded me of what is so important about our natural spaces, what's important about preserving our public lands, how restorative and beautiful nature can be in that one moment right there. It really did kind of like coalesce everything just in that second. And it was hard to like pull ourselves away. I think I was just like a moth to a flame, kind of like, again, we were hiking, but I think our... <laughs> Our eyes weren't necessarily as focused on the trail as typical because there was so much off to our right that we were just like astounded by. After we had turned right and sort of looped around and banked around the sort of first curve in what is the balloon of this trail, which is sort of like a long flat balloon. Mm -hmm. It's relatively flat Mm -hmm. up there at the top. Yeah. And for a little while, for a little while, Mm -hmm. when you're parallel to the highway, sort of it's it's flat up that way. Right. Yeah. You can see so much in every direction. Right. We could see, you know, essentially where the visitor center was. We could see beyond it. We could see over toward Tory. You can see everything. Right. You can actually even see the start of the backcountry hikes because like there were definitely some routes that like having the map and knowing that this was just kind of a circle at the top. We're like, oh, what's that over there? And Mm -hmm. so that's where a bunch of the backcountry, there's like a chimney rock trail that does jet off from that that's like the chimney rock back country like trail essentially right um yeah and it made me next time we go i would want to do some of that yeah that's long that's a long one it's a long one yeah but i'd be down Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. we'd need lots of days in capital reef next time i'm not complaining about that. no i'm not complaining about that either we could do that wash trail i wanted to do that we didn't get a chance we could um and have enough time to like do it one way and then Turn yeah. around and go back. Yeah, so we don't have to hitchhike because no right. one will pick us up. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. But um, the light starts to get lower and lower as we're up here. In the distance, there's these three mesas that are kind of towards the top, like the opposite end of the, the tail of the balloon that we came up. Sorry that balloon has become our metaphor for this trail. It's, it's happening. It's happening. Um, and they are so beautiful in the distance. As we're hiking towards them, we do get a little descent here. This is where we start to kind of come down a little bit. And we're heading towards those mesas, which is really cool. We actually end up getting incredibly close to those mesas. And that's like kind of like the halfway point of the hike. This is also the point where we are 
both definitely feeling a little bit of concern. Like there's no way we're finishing this hike and oh, with yeah, light in the sky with light. Mm-hmm. However, right there in that moment, like looking at those three mesas, the sunset was so spectacular and so full of color. This is what inspires paintings. Yeah, yeah. Like that is that is what I thought yeah. looking at them. Mm-hmm. I took as many photos of that as I could. And it was like, when I get really amazing at painting, then maybe I'll attempt this. Yes, I do remember you like yeah. talking about that. It was like, but... I do want to remember this moment and what this looks like and how that feels. You can put that feeling into the artwork. This was the moment we were like, okay, we are probably going to be hiking back in the dark. Mm-hmm. And that is just that. Luckily, I had that hat with the light in it. Right. Which was not a like proper... Headlamp. Headlamp. No. But it was a light. And we both had cell phones with flashlights. We both had cell phones with flashlights. And we were like, you know what? We do have some lights somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. And we do know that we are probably going to do a portion of this trail in the dark. Right. Right. But we also were like not interested in like racing to get no, back. No. We were like, well, if we're in the dark, we're in the dark. And right. That's just that. And with that, let's take our next break. Ladies, gentlemen, and everyone in between, please welcome to the stage Anna Ledge. Anna Ledge. Anna Ledge. I'm sure there is a queen named Anna Ledge somewhere, but. Uh, well, if there's not, we got her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Anna Ledge is definitely a queen that speaks to any sort of like hiking on high terrain. Um, well, sure. Well, sure. Yeah, have you seen those like heels that are so high that you're like on your toes? And the heel, <laughs> right? Those like. Haven't you seen my closet? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Those are the, that's what I think she wears. Okay. She's like on her tippy toes at all times. Yes. Basically. I don't know how she walks. No. She probably has to like have. Yeah. She's like holding on to things on the sides or something. Well, I feel like she's friends with Kat on a, Kat on a Hottenroof. Kat on a Hottenroof. Right. Yeah. Are they both German queens? They're German queens. Kat and Anna. But I do feel like Anna is like also a nod to like Anna from Frozen. Like she oh, could be you a think nod so? to Anna Ledge. Mm-hmm. Anna Ledge. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. There's a lot of references happening here. <laughs> there is. <laughs> Let's get wild. <laughs> what else do we have but our imaginations these days? <laughs> right. Seriously. I feel like she's a sweet queen. Right. right. Yeah. I feel like she's a nice, nice queen in the same way that Anna is nice and right. scrappy. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, um, she's definitely a do it herself kind of gal. She like doesn't need like anybody. But, oh, okay. You know, I retract what I said about those high heels because I don't feel like those are on brand for her now. Oh, okay. You're so, taking yeah, it back. I'm taking it back. Great. She's a kindness queen. She's a kindness queen. Yeah. Great. I feel like she is also a, like a climber. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like for being on a ledge. And I feel like in her harness, her harness, um, she like will come out in climbing gear. And then from her harness, a gown will spill down. Like oh, it's a transformative like harness. Like a reveal. Mm-hmm. But it yeah. reveals into a gown. Mm-hmm. Oh, so she like starts the number looking like she's like hiking a trail. Or about to climb. Or about to yeah. climb something. Like to top rope something. Or, and you know. then it turns into a gown. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. fascinating. She repels in, actually, <laughs> down a rope. <laughs> 
And, you know, as she reaches the bottom, her yes. harness turns into the gown. Well, I think she is doing it. Got a lot uh, of wild ideas here. <laughs> right. I think she's coming down and she's being brought down by another queen named Kara Beaner. <laughs> and she's being brought down onto right. the stage. Great. Right. They're a double act. Yes. Right. What song does she sing? Well, now I'm thinking it's like some things never change from Frozen 2. Mm, okay. Right? Yeah. She could do like a montage. She could. Like a um, a song, like a, a mashup, I feel like. But she dancier. Could. I think she might also do I'm Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman mm. by Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Because Britney spent so many, so much time on ledges in that music video. Okay. Right. Yeah. I feel like she could also sing the... Like um, for her, for her like serious mm, moment, right? Yeah. I feel like she could also sing the um, the Panic at the Disco cover of Into the Unknown. Oh. That would might be her. Because that's like a little poppier and like a little like... Ah, uh, that you might know. work. Mm-hmm. That or might that's work like, that's better. her entrance music maybe. And then right. it transitions to something. Yeah. I don't know. We've got lots I of plans for Anna <laughs> We have lots of plans for her. She yeah. has a great show planned. She does. She does. So, ladies, gentlemen, everyone in between, please welcome to the stage. On a ledge. We are standing there looking at the beautiful, beautiful, vast, open desert that Capitol Reef is offering. Right. At a magic hour for light. Right. Um, a little past magic hour at this point. A little past magic hour. But like residual, get, like purple light. like Starting to get a little cooler. Mm-hmm feeling it grateful that we have layers on Mm -hmm. even though you know just earlier it had been very hot yeah right but that's the desert desert climates desert climates other desert cities right (laughs) right we essentially like make the turn in the loop Mm -hmm. to start heading back toward the juncture right there's the sign that says you know to chimney rock canyon route Mm mm-hmm and that is the backcountry route Mm -hmm. and we essentially we have to go in the other direction right yeah and I was like, oh, it would be so fun to do the backcountry route. <laughs> yeah, with uh, no light whatsoever. Yeah, with no light. That right. would not be smart. No. Not smart. No. But we knew that because of where what we saw on the map, that we were essentially halfway back. Well, halfway to, around that loop, yeah. Uh, yeah, around the loop. Yeah. Right. So we made the turn and we start heading off toward, yeah. you know back to the juncture of the balloon right and at this point like we're starting to conserve battery power on our phones so i had my regular camera with me so i was taking most of my photos with that so that i made sure that i had enough battery life to use the flashlight we knew that you had your headlamp plus your phone we i say headlamp in quotation marks yeah your beanie lamp (laughs) beanie light right i'll call it yeah it's really at this point as we kind of like hit the turnoff for the Chimney Rock Canyon route that it's starting to get like noticeably darker. That it like is. things things are starting to progress where it's like, okay, flashlights are gonna be a thing soon. Now the to describe this walk back is like for a little while you're up on top of the mesa that you feel like you're hiking on. Mm-hmm. But then you like dip down to behind it. Right. And there is what feels like a valley that you're in, that you're on like the left side of. Right. And that you have the mesa that is the rest of the Chimney Rock Trail up on your left. And then it slopes down and you have an open valley and then you have some sort of other land over here on the right. Right. But because you are behind everything, that's not necessarily the place where you're getting all of the views that you were getting on the other part of the hike. 
Right, no. Well, I mean, you can still see those three maces that are towards the back. Sure. Like, that's still very visible. They're beautiful. But you're not seeing Highway 24 anymore. Like, all of that's cut off from you. You're kind of, like, pinned between the Chimney Rock Trail Mesa and, like, a wall of other rock, essentially, in this valley. This is, like, a little craggier as we're looking up ahead. Like, we're like, ooh, we're going to definitely be on this in the dark. And, like, this is not... I don't feel as... Not... I'm not afraid, but I'm like not as comfortable as what we just were on, which was easier, I feel like, to have been on in the dark. Yes. Also, finding trails in the dark. Finding trails in the dark. (laughs) Right. Right. But thank you, Utah, for having well-marked trails. That's right. (laughs) Right. And also, you know, this was our first time really hiking in the dark. Right. And um, yeah, it was dark. As in, as soon as we lost the light, there was seeing nothing. Yeah. There was nothing right yeah right before we lost all the light i got out my beanie and i put it on and i turned it on and that was pretty helpful for a little while also we were like oh look this is an amount of light that is like shining bright in front of us and that's helpful right and then i felt like our eyes adjusted a little bit and then after that it was less helpful yeah and we needed to add our phone lights right and then once we added our phone lights the beanie light was essentially not helpful at all right you still kept it on though i I think it was just like you know having that extra light wasn't a bad thing this is about the three quarter of the way around the you know balloon Mm -hmm. part of our time on chimney rock trail that we were in the full dark so we we had a little bit left to you know do and actually the the part that i was nervous about going up through the dark wasn't as bad um it actually made a lot more sense because i think if it was a flat trail at this point it may have been easier to have lost but because there were some steps and some things like that it was actually much clearer as to what to do there were only so many directions that you could go and it made a lot more sense climbing things in the dark, not the best. But it did make the sense to kind of be able to understand the trail better. Sure, sure, certainly. I remember walking through the dark and I was like, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't too bad. It was like a different new challenge. And I was like, all right, this is definitely something, a, a good reason to just have a really solid headlamp in the bag all the time. Yeah, yeah, for so. sure. It actually isn't long at that point before we hit that trail juncture again, which is the string of our balloon. We're able to, in a much easier way, retrace our steps at this point because it's something that we'd already done. We do have to like come down. This is where most of our incline was. So this is like kind of steep decline in some spots. There's also like things to step down onto. It's not just a slope. There are like parts that you had to step up onto things. So there was the care that was happening there and, you know, ensuring that you weren't tumbling or falling. And also there's like no one on this trail with us. Oh no, we're fully by ourselves. We're fully by ourselves. I think we might have seen the people who were behind us a little bit, like at the beginning, a little bit ahead of us. Well, I do think that when we were headed back to the car, when we were on this downward, we could see like someone was finishing up on the trail. Someone there was, was like finishing. a light that, that was, was finishing it. and we could actually see even the light, though the light was low, we could see that that must have been where the parking lot was. Cause yeah. I think there was a light for the bath, like a light by the bathroom in the yeah. parking lot. So you could kind of like see that. Right. We're walking down the trail from the juncture and we're going down the downhill and then eventually we make it to the flat part again. Right. I remember walking through the 
the flat section and going like, okay, we're almost there. And then it was like, oh, we're there. Like, but it was so dark that you could like, it was so, it was kind of hard to tell like, oh, that's the parking lot. Like yeah. it was hard to gauge yeah. where the, like how far the parking lot was yeah. from where we were. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Distance was a hard thing to judge in, you know, every way. But yeah, we were able to basically get back to the car pretty seamlessly and without any issues. We headed off back to our roadside motel in Tory, sent a video of pies to the wrong people, <laughs> and then basically kind of crashed. Like we had been hiking, I think that day after looking at um, our phones to like check distance, I think it was something like a 13 or 14 mile day. Like by the time we had done yes. everything, like it was a long one, um, but it was great. Like I think that, you know, when you really think about everything, we did all of that in one single day. We did all of that in one day. Everything we did, all four episodes of Capital Reef were one day. Right. Which like speaks to the the compact sort of nature of the park, but also just like um, if you really want to do it, it's possible. Like you just have to want to like be able to see that much in that amount of time. Yeah. And I don't feel like we rushed through anything. Like no, I think we all. were appropriately able to take in everything that we wanted to. The one thing that I, I wish that we had gotten to the Chimney Rock Trail just a little earlier, like maybe by a half hour just to see like everything like in the light and just to spend more time there. But I even still, I feel like at the front end of that trail, we spent so much time just like Mm -hmm. really taking in the views and taking in everything that we were seeing. Well, we were totally surprised by Capitol Reef because we did not expect it to be such a beautiful, exciting, magnificent playground with the spectacular views that it has. Okay, let's put Chimney Rock on the Karen Stone scale. I'm going to say a three. I don't think that it was actually all that difficult. I think the difficulty came in with losing light. Even though you had a lot of incline at the beginning of the hike, I don't think that it was super, super tough. Most of the top of the hike was accessible and I feel like easy to do. I think the hardest part is that front section. Yeah, my instinct was to say four, Mm -hmm. but then like recalling all of the, the majority of it is pretty flat and easy. Right. The only time that it sort of is tough is on the incline during the string of the balloon. Right. So I'm going to also say three. Great. A six out of 20. Six out of 20 on the Karen Stone scale, everyone. Let's end this episode with some Jeopardy style trivia. Great. All right, let's do it. Great. I will start with my category. Perfect. My category is called building landform. Okay. Which is sort of how Capital Reef gets its name. Sure. It's named Capital for, because it says, they say like, it looks like the Capital building. Right. And then Reef from the landform. So Great. I was also thinking of Chimney Rock, even though it's not a building, it's a part of a building. Part of a building. Chimney and then rock. Right. So part of a building landform right right? great so in this category i'm going to describe something Mm -hmm. that is a landform that looks like a kind of building and then you have to give me the capital reef inspired name okay okay Okay. ready for 100 this small piece of land surrounded on all sides by water if it featured 
five distinct sides like that of the famous government building in Washington, D.C. What is Pentagon Island? That is correct (laughs) for 200. This formation of cascading water, if it were as tall as the world-famous New York City skyscraper whose name reflects the state's wealth and resources. What is the Empire State Waterfall? Sure, I'll take it. Or you could just call it Empire Falls. Okay, that's fine. Great. 300. This high elevated and dangerous ledge If the land formation below it was long and not very wide, but resembled the shape of this famous New York building found at 5th Avenue and 23rd Street. What is the Flatiron Cliff? That is correct. Look at you. So good. You're nailing this category. Mm -hmm. For 400. This would be the name of a small sheltered bay if the cliffs along it resembled the Gothic architecture of these religious buildings that also serve as a Catholic bishop's home parish. What is the Cathedral Lagoon? Not Lagoon. What is the Cathedral Harbor? No. A sheltered bay is known as a cove. Oh, okay. Cathedral Cove. Great. That also sounds like a soap opera. <laughs> <It does. laughs> that you that's um, you know Very we could birds inspired. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and finally five hundred. Mm-hmm. This formation that looks like a giant hole in the ground, if it featured natural interconnected switchbacks that resembled this relatively new structure found in New York City's Hudson Yards. Oh god, I'm like can't remember the name of the thing. It looks like a beehive and yes. or like a pine cone. It's mm-hmm. got, I can't remember what it is, but it's a crater, something crater. Or canyon. Or yeah. canyon, okay. I was looking for vessel canyon. The vessel. Or vessel crater, yeah. right. Yeah, there the vessel. Go. Things I could not remember. Vessel. I know, they were actually having like a Twitter contest to name it. Mm. I called it the apparatus. Okay. I mean, because that's what it looks like. Yeah. Just an apparatus. Great. I just want to also point out that I did a landmass category one time and you like gave me a ton of shit for doing it (laughs) and you were really mad and I was a good sport. (laughs) So (laughs) I just want to like let it be known. I was the good sport. Let the record show. (laughs) Sister rule book over here. Also, also (laughs) Also, who harbored that resentment (laughs) until this moment in time. <laughs> no, I think no, 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 no. Hold on, your name is no longer Sister Rulebook; it's <laughs> Sister Scorebook mm-hmm. because you keep score I over do. there all the time. I am You're a like, scorekeeper, well, and on January seventh, and you used all my paper towels. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Great, my Jeopardy is called Chim Chimney Chim, Great. and it's all about chimney sweeps. Oh, great. I did some research on chimney sweeps and the history of sweeps because we were at Chimney Rock and I figured it was appropriate. So I've got five questions to ask you. So Chim Chimney Chim for 100. When it was finally outlawed for boys and girls to be chimney sweeps in 19th century England, Joseph Glass invented the chimney sweep brush, which is still used to this day. Originally, the brushes were made from this type of bone, which may have been a bonus to the makers of lamp fuel at the time which came from large maritime creatures oh what is whalebone correct chim chimney chim for two chimney sweeps used to tie a rope around the neck of this animal that we now use wooden cutouts of dogs to keep off of large lawns and force it to fly up the chimney which would help clean the soot 
yanking it back down once it had reached the top to help clean it some more. Oh my god. They put an a rope around an animal? Mm-hmm. And forced it to fly up the chimney. What is the uh, And we use large we use is cutouts. It, what is a crow? Mm-mm. What do we use cutouts of dogs on big lawns to keep off? Oh, what are geese? Yes. What's a goose or a geese? Oh. Isn't that I didn't horrific? know that dogs, that that's what those cutouts were for. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Did you think Great. they were just decorative? <laughs> <laughs> I knew they were for something. This family really wanted a dog, but they couldn't have it. So, so they cut a silhouette cut of the dog. Silhouette of the dog. And they just put it on the lawn. Hey, simulate yeah. and stimulate are only <laughs> one letter different. Oh, God, how horrible. Yeah. That's not kind to Oh, geese. no. The history of chimney sweeps is, like, fascinating and, and dark. dire and dark. <laughs> yeah. Well. Get ready. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> um, for 300. The largest statue of a chimney sweep in the world exists in McPherson, Kansas. When the owner of a chimney sweep company bought the prior business, he changed it from a baker to a sweep, morphing this item in the baker's hand to a sweep's brush. Is it is it like a something like for pizza? Mm, no, but it's kind of like the same shape but smaller. What is a uh, a rolling pen? No, a a uh, uh, cutting board. <laughs> a cutting board is not the same shape as like a pizza <laughs> pizza like. Um, well, one end of it. Um, pizza paddle. What's a what's the spoon? Yeah, what is a wooden spoon? Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> kind of the same shape but smaller. Okay, great. Okay, great. Spatula would have been the thing, I guess I, that got I would have it, said there. It, if it. you'd give me that clue, okay, great. Um, chim chimney chi, no chim chimney for uh, four hundred on New Year's Day. Chimney sweeps would carry this savory and incredibly smart farm animal down the street for a small sum of money. People would pull the hair from this animal and make a wish. Oh, what is a pig? That's correct. Very good. And for five hundred. Climbing boys or child chimney sweeps are honored yearly in an event which coincides with this May holiday, which celebrates spring through dancing, singing, and cake, and coincidentally was the only day chimney sweeps were given off of work. This May holiday? Mm -hmm. What is May Day? That's correct. Oh. Look at you go. You listened to those clues. You used your deductive reasoning. You're so smart. (laughs) This is you going like, unlike usual, (laughs) unlike usual when you get mad and when you you don't listen to my clues that I thoughtfully write. You always write thoughtful clues. Sister scorebook has the score. (laughs) They say that about Libras. They say that Libras never forget. (laughs) They're like, oh, I remember when he got upset with me that one time. Mm Mm-hmm. In the middle of the week, mm-hmm. 17 years mm-hmm. ago. I'll never forget right. it. That's why I think Liz Lemon is a Libra. It's oh, like, because she remembers everything? Jack, I'm afraid to tell him that. I'm, a t- I'm afraid to tell Liz that I kissed her dad on New Year's. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. 
To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks@gmail.com. at gmail.com. To find out more about Capitol Reef National Park and the other parks mentioned on the show, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com, and that's gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram and on our website is by Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while hiking in Capitol Reef National Park, that we were on the traditional lands of the Ute, Paiute, Hopi, Zuni, and Navajo people. Stay tuned for our end of season two summit episodes over the next month. Mm-hmm.